Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, one and all. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Revolution Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. This show is live every Tuesday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Today is Tuesday, October 5th, 2010. We have a great show lined up here today, and we're going to get right to it. I'm going to go through some event announcements first, and then we're going to get into our topic of discussion tonight, which is taxation in general as a means of control and how this is actually a form of mind control. In our ongoing discussion of mind control, we've been focused on the monetary system and money in general as one of the tightest forms of mind control that exists on this planet. Tonight we're going to talk about one of the major arms of the monetary system, taxation. And connected with that, I want to talk about a little, a little bit about the, um, the general state of awakening of the people of this planet, or I should say the general state of non-awakening of the people of this planet, however one may be looking at that situation as it stands right now. So we could talk a little bit about that, but for now... I'm going to get right into the event announcements. I have three for this evening. First, um, there is a conference being hosted by MUFON PA. The Mutual UFO Network of Pennsylvania is hosting its uh, yearly UFO conference Saturday, October 9th. That's this Saturday coming up. It's going to be at the Sheraton Bucks County. The Sheraton Hotel in Bucks County, that's at 400 Oxford Valley Road in Langhorn, Pennsylvania. The zip is 19047. The conference will begin at 8.30 a.m. and go to 5 p.m. Admission is $30 for the day. Here's the list of speakers and their topics. John Ventry will be speaking about the case for UFOs. Jennifer Stein will make a presentation on the crop circle phenomenon. Peter Robbins will be giving a talk entitled An Illustrated History of UFO Literature. Kathleen Martin 
will discuss the Betty and Barney Hill case. Richard Dolan, UFOs and the National Security State. Bill Burns of UFO Hunters Magazine will be presenting, and the keynote speaker is Bud Hopkins, who will be giving a presentation on the abduction phenomenon. So that is the MUFON PA UFO Conference just outside of Philadelphia this Saturday, October 9th, 2010, at the Sheraton Bucks County at 400 Oxford Valley Road in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Admission is $30. For more information on this conference, please visit MUFONPA.com. That's M-U-F-O-N-P-A.com. Or you can visit Jennifer Stein's website at MainlineMUFON.com. Mainline, M-U-F-O-N, MainlineMUFON.com. Second announcement. Monday, October 18th, Truth, Freedom, Prosperity, right here in Philadelphia, presents its monthly documentary screening and discussion night at the Ethical Society Building, 1906 South Rittenhouse Square in Philadelphia. These uh, documentary nights start at 7 o'clock p.m. They usually go until about 9, 9.30 a discussion always follows them. It's usually a pretty lively discussion. This month they will be showing the documentary called For Liberty. Here's the description. Advocating a philosophy of sound money, a non-interventionist foreign policy, strict constitutionalism, and individual liberty. Dr. Ron Paul inspired a unique grassroots movement unmatched in American history the repercussions of which continue to reverberate today and into the future of the American psyche. For Liberty, How the Ron Paul Revolution Watered the Withered Tree of Liberty follows this historic campaign from the perspective of grassroots activists and showcases the unique, often bizarre, yet groundbreaking projects they undertook as they brushed aside traditional campaign methodology. So this is about Ron Paul's uh, um, race toward the uh, presidency in 2008. It's called For Liberty. It's a good film. I've seen it. Come on out to the Ethical Society building in Philadelphia, 1906 South Rittenhouse Square, Monday, October 18th. These documentary screens and discussions are every third Monday of the month. So come on out. Um, get involved in the discussion. It's always free never anything to attend. Uh, there is, um, you know, uh, voluntary contributions. If you want to make a contribution, you're welcome, but that is not, you're not obliga obligated to do so. For more information about this group in general or the uh, meetings that it holds, please see www.truthfreedomprosperity.org. That's truthfreedomprosperity.org. And finally, the last Announcement I have for this evening, Free Your Mind, a conference on consciousness, mind control, and the occult. Free Your Mind is a unique two-day conference scheduled for April 9th and 10th, 2011 in Philadelphia, PA, featuring multiple speakers and diverse educational materials for the purpose of raising public awareness of the critically important topics of mass mind control techniques. 
the covert and subversive influences upon consciousness and behavior, trauma-based and ritualized abuse, and the practical mental and emotional healing methodologies available for those affected by these devices. The date is Saturday, April 9th and Sunday, April 10th, 2011, 8 a.m. to 8, I'm sorry, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. both days. The doors open at 9 a.m. both days. The location is Ruba Hall at 414 414 Green Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19123. Admission price only $20 per person per day. Confirmed speakers, it's up to 12 confirmed speakers with more on the way. Confirmed speakers thus far, Aaron McCollum, Alfred Weber, Andrew Basiago, Farah Yurdozu, Jay Parker, John Nicholson, Larkin Rose, Laura Magdalene Eisenhower, myself, Mark Passio, just added Mel Fabregas of Veritas Radio, Michael Kelly, and Suzanne Taylor. Free Your Mind, a conference on consciousness, mind control, and the occult, April 9th and 10th, 2011, right here in Philadelphia. For more information, please visit the conference website at www. FreeYourMindConference.com. That's all the event announcements. Let's uh, do a quick review of what we've been doing, and then we'll jump into the topic for tonight. As people who follow this radio program may be aware of, what this show is ultimately about is the human ability to tell truth from falsehood. That's the underlying causal factor for why humanity exists in the current state of consciousness and in the current state of external manifestation. The way the world is the way it is, in other words. It is directly related with the beings on this planet's ability individually to be able to comprehend that which is true and real and that which is false and illusory. And if you don't think that that's the case, it's probably best simply to just turn the show off right now because you will probably learn very little. That is the underlying problem that is taking place on this world, if you haven't figured that out yet. And what we do on this show is try to help people to understand how to raise one's consciousness and go about the process of becoming better at developing that ability of recognizing truth when it is heard, when it is spoken, when it is discovered, and also recognizing nonsense when it is heard and seen. The ability to tell truth from falsehood is the underlying causal factor behind how humanity is fooled 
And believe me, folks, it's fooled. And why humanity experiences the levels of self-inflicted suffering that it does. So that's ultimately what this show is about. We analyze all the different aspects of this. As you heard in the intro, it has to do with, this show has to do with anything that affects the freedom of the people of Earth. Because that's what this show is also ultimately about, freedom, because freedom is inextricably tied to the ability to recognize truth from falsehood. So we've gone into explorations of human consciousness and the self and the the differences between the true self, the higher self, and the illusory, egoic, lower self, the self that is identified with ego and the physical reality that one operates in, but is not the actual self. We just become identified with that property of the self and think that that's all that there is, the physical side of things. We've talked about the structure of the human brain, understanding how important the brain is and taking care of the brain and helping the brain to exist in a state of balance between the left and right brain hemispheres. How important that is in developing the ability to tell truth from falsehood and to stop being fooled about things that aren't real. We've gone into all the barriers to self-realization. We talked about the five sensory illusion, identification with matter, identification with the roles that one plays in the world, ego identification. We've talked about the education system, the prison of the left brain, all the institutional belief systems in the world, the structure of control, compartmentalization, hierarchy. And now we've been going on an ongoing discussion over many weeks on the the methodologies of control, specifically the methodologies of mind control. Because ultimately, the dominators of this world have to control your mind in order to garner your compliance with their agenda and their plans. See, evil doesn't walk up to people and say, hello, I'm evil. Will you help me carry out my agenda? It doesn't work that way. Evil's greatest strength is in remaining completely hidden. It does its works in the dark. It does its works in the cloak of darkness. Because if evil's plans, agendas, and methodologies are brought out into the light, people can see them for what they are. And that's indeed what I endeavor to do on this show. As you heard in the intro, this show will seek to shed light upon the darkness of this world. And this world exists in just about pure darkness. There are very small pinpoints of light out there. And I would hope that people would look to some of the people out there that do have a little bit of wisdom to contribute and see those people as beacons of light and hope for the, the, the rest of it the bulk of this uh, race of beings that exist and dwell in almost complete darkness because the situation is really dire in case you're not really paying attention and don't have a, a grip on really where we stand. 
Okay, I'm here to tell you that the situation is worse than what most people think that it is. Not to discourage anybody, not to try to put anybody in a panic state or in a fearful mode, but look at it reasonably. Look at it realistically for how it actually is. We have largely dropped the ball, folks. And I think we in order to make up that ground, really have to start pushing harder and have to start openly discussing these things everywhere at all times because people aren't getting it. I don't know what... We, we could open up the phone lines today and talk about where people see this situation, where it is, where people stand on it. But to be honest, I'm not very hopeful. I don't really see people getting it or waking up. I see people going deeper into fear, deeper into the trance. At least from where I'm at, Philadelphia seems like it's a, a largely a bunch of extremely darkened, ignorant souls. And I don't mean to put the city down, you know, it's where I'm from, but you, go, you walk out into the streets of this city and it is pure darkness just about so i don't know what the situation is in other places but if callers want to call in and talk about that they're welcome to do so i'd really like to get some people's opinions on that especially in the second hour as i said before going to get into the wrap-up of our uh, analysis of the monetary system in the first hour we're going to talk about taxation let me give the call-in number for the show. The call-in number is 724-444-7444. Once again, the call-in number, 724-444-7444. When you call in, put in the call ID number for what on earth is happening. The call ID number for this show is 83515. Once again, the call ID number 83515. Some people, um, you know, um, I, I do this show through TalkShoe. It's conducted through Skype as the, uh, the voice over IP technology, but the uh, podcast carrier is TalkShoe uh, before it uh, goes out over Revolution Broadcasting. And some people were kind of uh, complaining a little bit that I don't turn on the participation for the uh, the talk shoe program now if one if I did that it would be a jumbled mess of people talking over each other two I, I turned the chat off simply because to see a whole bunch of text going across the screen while I'm juggling a bunch of things on my screen which I do people don't see I'm the only one here in the studio People don't see the thing, the tasks that I do to keep the show running well, to bring up documents on the screen. I, I run my own intro music. I, I bring, you know, I, I'm doing different technological things here behind the scenes. And to have an ongoing discussion on the screen while I'm doing those things would be a big distraction. So I make the call-in number available to people to call in, and I bring them on the show. I love the callers of this show. I love taking calls. I'm just trying to explain to some people who have commented that I don't turn on the participation. I'm explaining why I don't do that. 
for the call. I think if you were running a radio show that was going out over a network, you would probably make the same decisions, particularly if you had uh, no one else performing the, you know, behind-the-scenes tasks uh, dealing with the technologies uh, that the show relies upon. So just letting people know why that is, because some have inquired about it. What we've been talking about over the last many weeks is mind control. You're not going to control someone at the level of spirit. Spirit is not something that can be controlled. It's that which is. It simply is. You're not going to control that, period. It's the fundamental basis of reality and that which we are. It is uncontrollable. If you were to attempt to control the physical body, people will recognize very, very quickly that they are under external control. Therefore, the most effective form of control is control over the mind to influence the behaviors and the decision-making processes of an individual such that they actually follow your agenda, your program, believing all, all the while that this is their own thoughts and agendas, that these are their own ways of looking at the world instead of something that has been programmed into them. And people don't like the word. Some people insist that this is something that only exists in science fiction. And go ahead, go on believing that if you want. Your own funeral, folks, if you want to believe that. Okay? You can call this by whatever name you want to call it. It's mind control. That's what it is. It exists. It is real. It is in operation everywhere in the world. Get over it. The sooner you accept that, get over that that's the world that you live in, and then decide to do something to actually change that situation. And the way that situation will become changed is by understanding the methodologies of how mind control works and then alerting as many people as possible to how this works and not only how it works, but the fact that they indeed are under these influences, these covert and subversive influences upon consciousness and behavior. That's what we'll be doing at the Free Your Mind conference. I'll be giving a talk on the subversive usage of symbolism, icons, symbols, regalia, words and imagery that are used in military and police uniforms and institutions and how these symbols go directly past the conscious mind, work directly upon the subconscious to put it into a certain state of consciousness. And the people who are mind-controlled by these institutions don't even understand how this works, and their owners are mocking them unmercifully right through the symbols that they're used, and that they make them wear. And if you don't believe it, good luck to you. 
it'll never make it untrue. So the cop who's listening or the, the soldier who's listening, you're getting offended, shut it off. Shut the radio off. You don't need to listen to this show. You know better. You know what you're talking about, and you know everything. So turn it off and enjoy what you got. That's my advice. I, no one should feel pressured or obliged to believe anything that I have to say because it's all verifiable. You can look up anything that I'm talking about. You can study this symbolism on your own, which probably you'll be loath to do because of how lazy most people are, okay? And you'll probably just say, well, that's your opinion. Well, no, it isn't my opinion. Nothing I'm saying on this show is my opinion. Okay? The amount of research and delving into this information and this knowledge that I've done in my life would make you pass out if you even grasped it for an instant. Okay? I'm, I'm really, really sick of people that try to say, this is something that I'm interested in. Here's another topic. You know, I'm going off on a tangent here before I get into the main topic because in case you haven't noticed, I'm a little bit fired up because uh, death, death forced me to spend a little bit of time around some people that I didn't really particularly want to spend time around, members of my own family. Two deaths in my family last week, and being, you know, the necessity to attend funerals, etc., when there is a death in the family, forced me to have to be around the, the complete ignorance. Now, and see, here, here's where, again, I think what I do is different than most people, because other people will point fingers and say, yes, other people are ignorant, they don't understand what's going on, but I'll bring it right home. I'm not talking about anybody else. Before I talk about anybody else, let's bring it right home to where it really roosts, and that's right here, right here. I'll, I'll tell you about things that have gone on with me and how ignorant I was in my own past, and I'll tell you about things the, the way they are right now, right here in my own with. In, with my own family members, their level of darkness and ignorance. And it's not nescience. It is ignorance. We talked about this many times on the show, the difference between nescience, not knowing something that you couldn't reasonably be expected to know. The information, and it simply isn't available. That's called nescience. It comes from the Latin, nesciere, to not know to be ignorant of. But the connotation of that is the negation of knowledge. Scio sciere means to know in Latin. And N-E is the prefix meaning to negate or not. Not to know. But that means you don't know something that the, the knowledge simply isn't present. It isn't there. It's not in your, in your surroundings. That isn't the state of humanity. That isn't the state of my family members. They are in ignorance. Ignorance means you see somebody sitting right in front of you and you deliberately decide to turn and look the other way. You're ignoring them. It's based on the word ignore. 
It means deliberately refusing to put any attention towards something willfully. Willfully refusing to take in information that is present. And that's the state that humanity is in, and I'm tired of hearing apologies about it. It isn't even just mind control, folks. There's more to it than that. What it really is, is cowardice. It's beyond mind control. It's beyond just not knowing or ignorance. It's beyond apathy, not caring. The ultimate root of why the human race refuses to come out of the insanity that it dwells in on a daily basis is because it will not make the choice in the moment to display any courage. Ultimately, people are enslaved because they are cowards. Cowards. And you want to know who some of the biggest cowards are? Some of the biggest cowards in the world are the people who mindlessly follow what they're told to do. Because they won't look at their master in their hierarchy above them, in their controlled compartmentalized state where they're kept as a little lapdog and say, no, I won't follow your immoral orders. That's the biggest cowards on the planet. You think the Nazi scum who, who, who created what they did back in the 1930s and 40s in, in Europe... You think those Nazi scumbags were brave people? You think they were people of moral conscience and they were brave and they were just, you know, going forth because they had so much courage to do what they knew was right? Please. They were total cowards. That's what they were. And that's what the Nazis who are in the United States right now are. They're cowards. Cowards. But you know what? They're not the only cowards. The bulk of the people of this country are cowards. And that's why this country is enslaved, along with the rest of the world. Because it stopped being a brave nation. You want to know what the ultimate quest of the spiritual, the ultimate goal of the spiritual quest is? Where illumination really lies, folks, it doesn't lie in knowledge. It lies in courage, real courage, to stand up to evil, to know what evil is. And you you could even be fearful for your physical well-being because true courage is action in spite of any fear that may be lurking within you. That's what it is. It's not the absence of fear. It's, It's right moral action in the face of fear in spite of fear, literally spiting it, saying, I don't care that this this is present. I will go on in spite of it. And you know what? The Nazis that exist in the United States and our police and in our military and in our judiciary and in our government and in in all the other places where these little powerless low-life cowards think that they're in control of people. These Nazis are the lowest 
most cowardly form of life that exists on the planet. And there it is said for the record. It's said for the record, just so it's on record. Another reason I do this show, not because I think it's going to change anything or it's going to reach large numbers of people. I'm putting my voice on the record so that it is part of the systemic memory of the universe. And simply because this show is a monument to truth, that's all it is. I don't expect it to change a thing. The calcified level, the tumorous calcified level of ego that this race of beings exists in, do I expect them to suddenly see the light and change their ways? You have to be kidding. But please, what I'm really sick of is people who try to tell me that I enjoy doing this, that this is my interest, that it's my interest. I go out and look for these things. <laughs> I'm interested in this. This is the stuff I like to do. Yeah. Like I've said before, anybody that believes that is so crazy, they're so unbelievably crazy that I can't even fathom that level of insanity. It's imp- I can't grasp how crazy you would have to be to think that the people who understand what I understand enjoy this, this information or knowledge or knowing what they know. It's, it's borderline torture. It happens to be the truth about the world in which we live, and that's all it is. This isn't my interest. It's not something I like or enjoy. As a matter of fact, ask most people. I'm pretty damn bitter over it. Do you even have to do this? Do you think that I want to be on the air with this two hours of my life tonight where I could be doing something else? And here's what I need to do because humanity exists in such a level of ignorance and darkness. I need to come on the air tonight for two hours and try to explain to people that to forcibly take the, 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 something that someone else has made and acquired with their own hands, their, the sweat of their own brow, under threat of violence is wrong. Imagine this. This is how crazy, insane, dumb, and immoral this race of beings has become. The people need to do that to other adult beings. That, I, that, that That's even something, and, and that that's looked at as strange or weird, and that your idea about that, about what taxation is, is even weird or crazy if you think that way. Imagine that this is where we're at collectively, that to, that come on the air and try to explain to people what taxation is at a core fundamental level, that it is theft carried out under the threat of violence and that it's morally wrong. No matter what you say you're going to use it for, no matter what kind of imaginary, illusory contractual obligations you happen maybe to believe that people are born into, which is all fantasy, it doesn't exist. It's all just justification for some people want to rob from other people. That's all it is. That's all it ever has been. It's all it ever will be. And if you think it's anything other than that, you're wrong. You are wrong if you think it's anything other than that. And 
it can't be said any simpler. It cannot be said any simpler way. That's what taxation is. And the fact that I need to come on the air and explain that to anybody is a disgrace. It's a disgrace. It's a joke. A joke is what it is. It's, it, it's a joke. People aren't adults. The occultists of this world who have mind-controlled them have put them into literally a state that is akin to emotional and spiritual stuntedness. They're retarded. And that, what that word means is they've been made slow. Their progress has been retarded. To retard something means to completely slow down its progress, to thwart it or to hold it back. And they've done this with religion, they've done this with government, they've done this with mind control, they've done this with money. And that's what we're talking about here. The one religion. This is, even in the freedom movement, people, people think that people in the freedom movement are so awake. Newsflash, folks. The people in the freedom movement are not so awake. Okay? As a matter of fact, many of them understand very little of any real significance or true importance. They're not really illuminated. They're not really enlightened. They know a little bit, and a little bit of knowledge can be a dangerous thing. They are not illuminated people. They are not enlightened. They see a little bit about how this affects them and their world, and so they stand up and start making a ruckus. They don't really care that this is unjust. They don't really care that it's not morally right. Because if they did, they would understand that taxation isn't morally right. They would understand that it's theft, that the threat of violence. And if they understood that, they wouldn't get so behind a document called the Constitution that says that this is morally justified, for whatever reason it may justify in it. Because it grants powers. Oh, really? It grant, the Constitution grants powers that other people don't have. Congress shall be able to lay and collect taxes. Isn't that nice? You can give a body of people a natural law right that other human beings don't have. That's something. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder how they got that. The, it would be nice. Would you, wouldn't you like a power like that? I know I would. Get all the money you want. Hey, you owe me 20% of what you just made there, pal. Fork it over. And this comes back to the idea of natural law, which is the ultimate goal of becoming enlightened. This is what people need to understand, to know what the truth is and what it is not. What do you have the right to do? What do people have the right to do? What do they not have the right to do? It's about rights, because it's about right and wrong. Morality. That's what natural law is about. And that's why we're in the mess that we're in, folks, because we just completely ignore natural law principles. And we think we can step on those laws and that we can prosper while crapping on them. And guess what? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way because the law that the Creator made, regardless of what you want to think of that force as, I could care less, okay? But what the universe put into effect, what creation itself put into effect is a series of laws that govern, that bind, that control 
what happens when we behave in certain ways. And if you don't believe that, turn the show off now. Turn it off. Nothing I say will be of any use to you. Okay? It's pointless to continue. If you actually believe there's no such thing as natural law, because you're probably a solipsist. Refer to past shows to understand what solipsism is. Okay? Because if you don't believe that there's any such thing as truth, that there's no such thing as right or wrong, and that there's no such thing as natural law, essentially, you deserve what's coming. Okay? You, you deserve what's going to happen to you because you're basically saying to creation, I don't want anything to do with the laws that you put into effect for our betterment. And that's why these laws are in effect. And they are in effect. Regardless of what anybody thinks of them, they're in effect. And people need to recognize that and get over it. And it's not a punishment, and it is not some kind of a prison, because a law happens to be in effect. It is done, I've talked about this before. Natural law is in effect for the betterment of the people of the cosmos. The beings, the souls that dwell in this dimension, in this space-time continuum, the reason that natural law is in effect is for their betterment. It is for their growth and development. It is so they can become conscious co-creators with the divine force to place those laws into existence. And until we become conscious of them and, and start to create our reality in knowledge of and accordance with those laws, good luck, folks. Because you're not going anywhere but deeper into a prison. And I know how strange some of this may sound to people encountering this information for the first time. And it's because, if it sounds strange, it's because you don't understand natural law principles. You don't know, ultimately, what right from wrong is. There's no such thing as taxation in nature, folks. It doesn't exist. It's the construct of of a diseased mind. Telling somebody that you're going to take whatever amount that they make is wrong. It doesn't matter what you're going to do with it. It doesn't matter why you want to do it. The justification, see, people always say, oh, well, what if there wasn't this, and we weren't able to pay for this, and what if this happened? It's always a what if. It's always projecting into the future, and it's always justifying the action. You know what justification means? It means trying to find a way to make something right. And justification implies more than that. The connotation of the word justification, when I'm trying to justify my actions, I know subconsciously, or even at a conscious level, that what I may be doing is wrong, and I'm trying to say that it is right. I'm trying to put forward the proposition that an, a wrong action that is not in keeping with natural law is actually in keeping with it. That's what justification is. So you'll hear billions and billions of justifications for why we need taxes, why it's okay to do this, why, okay, another person doesn't have this right, but magically, some people can grant this right to another body of people. Imagine that. You can give something to somebody, something that you don't have. I wonder how that works. I'm trying to figure it out. I'll let you know when I figure it out. Imagine I can give somebody a, 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 a cake that I don't have, that I haven't made, 
that I don't have, I'll, I'll just I'll just go into my imaginary refrigerator, take out a cake, and give 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 something to somebody that I don't have, and then I'll acknowledge that they now have a cake. That's how it works. Hey, that's how the monetary system works anyway, right? And this is how people think rights work. This is how people think laws work. You can just grant somebody a right, a privilege, that no other living being has under natural law. I can't go up to my cousin and say, listen, I'm coming over, and whatever you made last week better have one-third of it laid out. I don't care what it was, whether it was money, valuables, possessions, food. One-third of what you made I'm taking at the end of this week, and if you don't do it, baseball bat to the head. I don't have the right to do that. I don't have the right to say, if you don't do it, I'm locking you up in a cage out in in your backyard. I don't have a right to say, if you don't do that, I'm going to smash your house down. I don't have any of those rights. No individual does. Can anybody tell me one individual that has any of those rights? No. You know why? Because they don't. Because those rights don't exist. Nor could you grant somebody that right. You could not grant that right to any other living being on the earth or in the three-dimensional space-time continuum in which we live. Period. You couldn't do it. You don't want to know why? Because you don't have that right. That's why. So you can't grant a right to someone else that you don't inherently possess. And secondly, the whole concept of granting someone a right is ridiculous and erroneous to begin with. Rights are self-existing. You either have the right to do something or you don't have the right to do it. Period. The end. You have the right to do that which is morally within the boundaries of natural law. You don't have the right to do that which is outside of the boundaries of natural law. That's why it's called a right. Because it's in moral right, and it's not wrong to do it. It's not a right if it's morally wrong. The end. But yet, we argue over this because people don't know the difference between right and wrong in 2010. Adult human beings who are unraised. And here's another thing, folks, that I had to hear, that I had to suffer through in the ridiculous completely childish astrotheological religion that I had to be tortured with this past week when sadly a couple of family members passed and I had to actually be present at a a nonsensical childish sewage religion that people actually subscribe to. It's all based on the sun. It's all based on astrotheology. People have no idea what the rituals mean. They have no idea what the symbolism is about, and they're just totally under its mind control. And that's what we'll get into that in coming weeks, why priests are never in the freedom movement, while they'll never talk about the Federal Reserve. On the gravy train too much with your 501c3 tax-exempt status, aren't your father? You ain't nobody's father. The nerve of the clergy of this country. And, and I'm telling you, that's it. This show's going to get more scathing, more raw, more in your face, because I'm tired of hearing all the justifications for people's nonsense and all the excuses that people make in defense of these idiots. It's all wrong actions justified in people's minds and nonsensical beliefs propped up 
and say, oh, it's okay that you believe in this nonsense. If you understood the real mystery tradition that underlies it, fine, wonderful. I do. I get it. I know what real Christianity is. I know the original mystery traditions of the Christian religion. But 99.99999% of the Christians in the world do not. And they don't live those principles. And I'll tell you openly, I do understand that tradition and I live it. And I can say that completely and totally in the open, knowing that it's true and knowing I'm not hypocritical about that. But how many people could say the same, especially the so-called men of God in this garbage, organized religion? Please. The things that to, to have to sit through and listen and the things that people actually believe are real, unbelievable. You won't hear them talking about the taxation is wrong. You won't hear them discussing fractional reserve banking. You won't hear them talking about usury. No, doesn't the Bible say that usury is wrong? Sure it does. You won't hear priests talking out against the Fed. Which, by the way, I'd like to say thanks to James Yeager, who was a phenomenal guest on the show here last week, the maker of the documentary Fiat Empire, among others. He lent uh, to this uh, show his expertise on the Federal Reserve. He made one of the seminal documentaries about it. But yeah, you won't hear religionists and so-called men of God talking out against their owners because they know who their owners are, don't you, boys? Yeah. Like, you're the good little lapdogs that you are. You know all about it. Hypocrites. Pure hypocrites. And the fact that this is where people... This is what... I need to teach people about morality. I, I laugh at this constantly. Constantly. Because if like this is the example of some of the best people that, that that humanity has, we're in big trouble, folks, and that seems to be the case. Because I'm so far from perfect, it's not even it's laughable. But at least I have the courage to come out and say what's real and what's true, and what's really going on with the sorcerers of this world, the occultists of this world that own people because they've given their minds away to them. But again, as I've said, it's more than just, it's more than just mind control. It's cowardice. Let's bring it right home. Members of my family. Apathetic, yes. Ignorant, oh, whoa. And that's uh, really an understatement, to say the least. But you, you know what it really is about? Come on, people. Let, let, let's, let's cut through it and be real honest about it. They know that they're slaves. They know what the world is. They know that male-dominator Nazi scumbags own this place, essentially, physically, and threaten violence against people that don't pay their bosses. They know that the world is controlled by a big, gigantic mafia, ultimately run by a cultist. They know deep down, they may not know it at a conscious level, but they know it at a subconscious level, and they know they're slaves in this prison. They get it. 
They really get it. But you know what it is? They have no courage. They're cowards. And you know what? That's the lowest form of life there is. And that's why I have to partially agree with the dark occultists of this world. The people who act like that and don't have any courage and don't have any will, they deserve what happens to them. And I said it right there. There it's said. Okay? It is said. And I, I don't care who disagrees. Disagree all you want. There are people with will in this world that are acting as they say they're going to act. They're acting in accordance with how they think and feel. And you know what? That's unity consciousness. And it doesn't matter whether it's dark unity consciousness. We have talked about this on this show, and there are people who will violently disagree with this principle. The universe does not care whether you come into unison in light or in darkness. It will respect unison. It's one of the hardest lessons anybody ever has to learn. You need to start getting over it, folks. The universe respects unity consciousness. The dominators of this world are all on the same page. The good people of the world, not on the same page, not even close. Those with good tendencies, I should say. They haven't really become truly good or truly awoken. They may say that they want to see good done. They may feel in their heart that there should be good done in the world. But do they really act it? Therefore, they're in opposition. They're not in unity consciousness. They're not in unison with themselves. And since they're torn apart, that dark force will continue to rule them. And that is a perfect example is taxation. How many people aren't paying taxes? How many people will refuse to work a job where taxes are withheld? How many people will refuse to go and do a job under an employee that's going to say, I'm going to withhold your taxes and pay, pay it to the dominator Nazi thugs who think that they own you and are who, who are enslaving you and believe they have the right to do it? Not many people. Well, you know what? I'll never pay you a dime, thug. Never. Never. You'll never get one dime out of me. Yeah, you could say, okay, taxes are added into things that you purchase, and that may be true. But you know what? I will no one will ever be given a number, a tax ID number. I'm not a number. I'm not a Social Security number. I don't have your number. Okay? You don't have my number. Okay? Because I'm out of your mind control garbage, crap, sewage. Okay? You're not ascribing a number to me and telling me I must accept it. And I don't accept your number. Okay? Nor am I going to accept the fact that you're going to tell me I'm going to give you a certain amount of what I earn. Good luck getting it. The only thing you could possibly get is a lump, a, a lump of dead flesh. That's it. That's all you can get from me. You'll never have my compliance. You'll never have my cooperation. You'll never have a penny of support of anything, anything that I make. With my labor, with the sweat of my brow, ever, ever, get that. Know it. Know it like you know your name. Know it like you know your name. And yeah, there's anger here, folks, yes. And it's justifiable anger, truly justifiable anger. 
not false justifications. Anger can be a very positive emotion. And the, the New Age movement, which we talked about, that wants to hijack everything and get people not to take any real action in the world, they want to tell you you should never experience anger, and it's nonsense. When th- you're seeing things in the world that are completely unjust and are, and are completely morally wrong, anger is the correct response. Then you've got to take it a step beyond that and help people to understand what's really going on. By studying it yourself to a point where you can convey it to the ignorant. And anybody that thinks taxation is not robbery, is not theft at the point of a gun, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. You, you dwell in darkness. You, you, you don't understand right from wrong. That's all I can tell you. It, 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 there, there's really no other way of putting it. If you don't understand that telling somebody else, I'm going to take this much, and I don't care what it's for, okay? You can say, oh, it does things for people. Okay, wonderful. If it's voluntary, go for it. But once you introduce coercion at the threat of violence, that's morally wrong. The end. And I don't care what you're doing it for. I don't care if it's the most altruistic reason on the face of the earth. See, what, what natural law, to understand natural law, what you need to do and I've said this before, you need to understand the world as if it's only you and another person. Imagine if there's only you and one other person in the world. Would you have the right to say, look, you're over there, you live in that area, I'm over here, I live in that area, okay, and I got sick, I have an infection in my leg, I can't forage for food, okay? But I can still throw this spear, okay? And if you don't come and bring me food, I'm going to hobble over or crawl over to where you're at, and I'm going to put this spear through your heart if you don't give me half of what you have. Is, do you have the right under natural law to do that? You don't. You can ask someone to give of their own free will and their own accord voluntarily what they may have. But once you coerce it through the threat of violence, uh, and see, this implies the knowledge of what violence is. People think that force and violence are the same thing, and this is another distinction I've made continuously on this show and will continue to make because it's unclear in a lot of people's minds. Violence is the initiation of force that you don't have the right to take. So if I walk out onto the street, wait for the first person to come down my block and smash their face in with a crowbar, that's violence. I don't have the right to take that action. However, if I walk out on the street and someone pulls a weapon and says, give me your wallet, I have every right to hit him in the face with a crowbar. That's called force used when someone is under the threat of physical violence. So what is the distinction between the two to anybody with a minimal amount of brain cells to rub together that's left in the world? The difference between the two is the initiation of the force and whether it was 
allowed to be taken under natural law. When someone initiates force by pulling out a weapon and saying, give me your wallet, they don't have the natural law right to take that. And therefore, they nullify their natural law right to be safe from force being used to, to thwart their attack of violence, the initiation of undue force. But that person who defends himself has every right to do so. And this is what the dominators, this is what the military, this is what the police want people to believe you don't have the right to take. When your rights are being violated, when you're being robbed, they want you to believe you, have, you must sit back and take it because to stop somebody from physically violating your rights or forcibly confiscating something that belongs to you, you have no right to, to thwart that attack with force. And you know what? This is another thing the New Age movement wants you to believe in too. And you have every right to thwart that violence. Let's be real clear. That's what it is. That's what taxation is. It's violence. You need it said louder and clearer? I can do that. I have a real big mouth, a real powerful voice. It's violence. That's what it is. And if you don't think it is, you're wrong. The end. The end. I, I honestly really don't even care what you think about it. Because it is a specific thing, and if you don't understand that it is that thing, you're just wrong. That's all. I, I'm saying that openly, and whoever gets offended by that, I don't care. Because the truth is the truth. You don't want to accept the truth. You don't want to understand the truth. That's on you. You're going to be held accountable for how you behave in that instance and in those circumstances. And quite frankly, I've said this before on the show, I'm done with the tact. I don't want to have any tact. I'm through trying to get through to people by baby spoon feeding them. There ain't no time for that, folks. I, you don't understand you live in a police state. I don't know what to tell you. If you don't understand that you're under essentially the, the, the nation is under mind control akin to Nazi Germany. I don't, if you can't recognize that at this point, I don't know what to tell you. The reason people don't come out of it isn't because they don't really understand it from an intuitive level. It's because they're cowards. And that's what happened in Nazi Germany, folks. The people who refused to say no were cowards. That's why that happened. That's why Stalinist Russia happened. That's why every dictatorial regime happens and populations get culled because their populations became cowards at some point. And look, that's what happens. Coward begins with the word cow and cows get led to the slaughter. And you can, here's the tagline for the show, folks. Get as offended about it as you like. Get as offended about it as you like. This show is about hard, core, uncomfortable truths that very few people will even say publicly to any other living being, let alone on a radio show, that they're posting for the world to hear. And you can say anything you want about me, because this ain't about me. 
I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. But I'll tell you one thing, one thing I'm not. I'm not a coward. And I won't go down like a coward. I, for one, am not going quietly into the darkness. Caller from California, you're on What on Earth is Happening. Hey, Mark, it's not actually California, it's Kevin once again. Kev, what's up, man? I don't know why that keeps coming up, California. I guess, like you said, it's the routing, but uh, that's fine. Kevin from Philadelphia, what's up, my friend? Well, I just wanted to um, mention, like, you, I've been listening to your show, like, uh, since it started tonight, and I, I keep hearing things that I want to just, like, kind of interject along the way, and uh, one of them was, you had mentioned a long time ago, I forget exactly the type of word that you used to describe it, but I believe Barb had had known it, but uh, you had mentioned how there is a one, all, full, complete, total, rolling state pretty much controlling the entire planet. And that was like this one political party called the Nazis spelled N O T S E E S. That's right. Those who cannot see. Correct. Yes. I I just thought that was something that uh, I I felt like you were like missing, not inner like saying during all of this. And and I'm totally in agreement with where you're at. And first off, actually, I want to throw out there that, uh, my condolences for your multiple losses, and even more Thank so you. for the for the suffering you had to go through at, at the um, the religious ceremonies. Um, I, I I personally believe that religion is kind of meant to keep the poor from killing the rich. That's just That's a right. personal feeling <laughs> that it was always entrained in them because realistically they're other ideas out there that do not get the same value all things it's considered. a leash it's a leash around their neck i mean yeah. let's be honest that's what religion is it's a leash around the neck of the pets of the so-called elite and that it's right in the word folks it, it, if we get down to the meaning of words we'll understand what words actually are saying to us subconsciously the word religion means to hold back that's what a leash does. A leash holds someone back around their neck, and that's what the word religion means. And uh, there was this other thing that um, I, I've noticed that in a lot of films, they take ideas that would be really good to get out to the world, and then they make them seem really absurd by putting them in, say, a movie like Batman and having the Joker burn that pile of money. Well, realistically, there's a lot of thought behind that he he may have acted like this wild dog but the idea of burning all that money is a serious uh act to against uh, of aggression as far as i'm concerned against the 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 federal reserve and to process that in a fashion that makes it look like it's a crazy idea is, is to link it back to with where i'm going with this with the 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 religion state I just made about how it keeps from from killing the rich. There was an idea thrown out in the Adams Family movie, uh, where Morticia is talking to Uncle Fester, saying, "We gladly feast on those who would subdue us." Not just pretty right. words, but as an Adams, you understand completely, don't you? Right. And 
there there is something to that. Like there is like that that whole idea of give me liberty or give me death is kind of missing in today's society. We have become this whole specifically in America no longer the like the land of the free but to do as we tell you and no longer the home of the brave but like okay it's a condition orange now. Let, let's be all be afraid system. of the terrorists. Right. The school system is a big part of that entrainment. Religion is a big part of that entrainment. What people eat is a big part of that entrainment. Vaccinations is a big part of that entrainment. Who knows what, what long-term effects things like that have on the brain. And it, that's what it's all about. It's about stunting someone. The, I, 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 the most painful thing about these funerals this week was not that people had died. It was seeing the stunted state that the people in my family who are still alive dwell in. That's what was the most painful thing. I didn't look at the, the dead, uh, the really truly physically dead, as the ones who needed any pity or, or, or mercy. It was the people who were alive in my family, seeing adult people that are Stunted emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Their children, they're 40, 50, 60, 70 year old children. That's what they have done to the people of this country through television, through vaccination, through the school system, through the food. It's unbelievable. You have to stand back and marvel at it practically. And, and I, I like the point you brought up about what you talked about when you brought up the word Nazi, it isn't just a political party, meaning the uh, National Socialist German Workers Party. It, when we say the word in English, Nazi, N-A-Z-I, which is how we write the anagram, okay, it, it means not see, to not see, to not be aware of, to be spiritually blind. And this is called green language. We've talked about this a little bit on the show. We'll get into it more as the weeks go on. But this is called alchemical green language. And no one has to plan this. This doesn't have to be formally structured by anybody. Okay? It works out that way synchromystically. And, Kevin, I know you know a little bit about synchromysticism. Okay? Yes, it yes, works yes. out that way in the language, because the language is like the living expression of the, of the collective consciousness. And the, the words that we speak work out to tell us things in certain ways. So when we say the word Nazi, we're saying not to see. N-O-T-S-E-E, not see. And that's not accidental. Not accidental. No, it's like, it's like yeah. this dark, repressive, evil version of Namaste. Right. It's like this inverted version of Namaste as the as far as I can see it. Like that's just the 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 kind of the allegory that I again have come up with on on my own just in thinking about all this. I I see like a Namaste has always been about this like honoring the other person that you see in that other it, like you the you honor yourself in that other person. Your your spirit, your true spirit, like the the one that's truly divine, not just this corporeal form, but like everything right. about a person's freedom and about their divine right to exist on their own and not be That's either right. coerced or taken for granted even. It, it's, it's a phenomenal way of putting it, Kevin. Um, 
It's so simple. The, the, the golden rule is so simple, and how people completely miss it is beyond me. It, you want to exist and be free and have the right to live your life without coercion, yet you won't grant that to someone else. And this is what a cop does every day when he puts that uniform on and agrees to go and take something from somebody because they refuse to pay a tribute to his master. This is what the people who are going and fighting the legal wars of aggression over resources in foreign lands are doing when they put that uniform on and they want to always say the same thing and it's always the same justification. I had no choice. I needed to do it. I needed the money. I needed to pay for my family. I need to work my way through school. Nonsense. Nonsense. You can't be made to do anything that you truly don't want to do somewhere deep down in your heart, in your soul, in your spirit. That blackness has to exist somewhere in there for you to be so-called compelled to do it because it, no one's really compelling you. You have total control over your own thoughts, your own emotions, and your own actions at all times. And anybody that says otherwise is lying. They're lying and they're a coward. They're lying because yes, if, they do if not you don't, do that. Nobody is making your muscles contract and, and hit somebody in the head. Nobody is making your hand squeeze the trigger. You are making the choice to do that. And this is what people don't want. They don't want the responsibility brought firmly home where it belongs upon the individual. That individual right is Exactly, to the self. If the, self, right. if the actual person doesn't confront the darkness within them, they are going to be forever subject to it. That's right. And it, apparently, these people love it. I, I don't know. I, I, I just get the sense that people love this. They love the state of this world. They love dwelling in the ignorance that they dwell in. I mean, they have no desire to crawl up out of this morass of consciousness that dwells all around them. They, have, they seemingly, seemingly have no desire to, to, to better themselves in any way. At least people around me don't. I don't know what Derek it's like. Jensen calls it, um, Derek Jensen calls it the um, exploiter-dominator culture. Right. And essentially like they Stockholm are all... Exactly. Like exactly. They, they're in, and even people that are at the bottom of this exploiter dominator culture that, that are being exploited, they don't realize, they don't understand that, that instead of gunning for a balanced, fair society and working towards that, they instead just want to climb the ladder so that they can then become the oppressors of others. It's so right. sad. They want to play the same game that has them enslaved, thinking that they're going to come out on top of it as the winner, not understanding, as you know, was put forth in the Divine Comedy by Dante, Satan it's himself is encased in ice at the center of hell. That, that even the, 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 the dominator at the top of the food chain, so to speak, is also tormented and is also kept back from what he wants the most. You know, he loves the heat. He puts everybody in that, yet he's in, encased in a block of ice. It's the big joke on everybody. Even at the top, you're still enslaved because the, the, the force is what is enslaving people. It is not anything that is – there is no highest level of it in the physical domain. 
at the highest level of it in the physical domain is still enslaved by the force of fear and negativity. And they don't understand that. Yet they want to aspire to be like Big Daddy. You know, they want to aspire to be like the father who beats the mother because they look at that as the stronger position of the two. It's, it's so loathsome. It's so loathsome. And it, it, it only happens with people that really refuse to look at themselves, refuse to understand anything about the self, refuse to delve down into the matters of spirit. You know, they, they don't want to understand anything about anything higher than, than the lowly physical domain because that's their God. They worship mammon. They worship the only God of this world, and that's that dollar bill. That's it. I've said it many times that that name is, is extremely important when you study the, all the mythological cultures of the ancient world. Bill, Bell, Baal, the bull, it's the, that's, that's the dark, evil god of the world. It, it's all based upon that name, and they named the, the dollar bill after it. And, you know, they named big secret societies after it, like the Bilderberg Group. You know, their highest satanic holiday is called Beltane. It goes on and on. We'll, we'll get into like some of the symbolism when we talk about the occult in coming weeks. In, in a few weeks' uh, time, I'll, I'll be breaking out a lot of information about occult traditions, and we'll be getting into symbolism and analyzing symbolism in meticulous detail. Um, because to understand some of the events of the world, we have to understand symbolism as well. And green language is a big part of that. So I thank you for bringing that up to the listener's attention, the whole green language of Nazi, N-A-Z-I, and Nazi, N-O-T-S-E-E, not to Nazi. Kev, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. And uh, Yeah, keep up the great work because I, somebody needs to say this to people. And uh, Gautier said boldness has genius power and magic in it, so don't let the, don't let those guys get you down, really. Like, keep up what you're doing. You're an agent of, of, of evolution. Keep up the good work, please. Kev, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. You have a good night, man. You too. All right. So, it is difficult, and it is maddening sometimes. And, you know, I, I can tend to get a little bit emotional and let that out you know i kind of vowed i wasn't going to get so crazy that i'd be sounding like alex jones on this show not that i don't like alex i think what he's doing is important too but you know um sometimes you need to vent caller from southeast pennsylvania you are on what on earth is happening welcome what do you have for us Hi, Mark. It's Chris from New Jersey. How are you? Chris, how you doing, man? Good hearing from you. Good, Mark. Um, Mark, listen, um, one thing that struck me, um, I, I, you know, I keep remembering hearing, hearing you say the truth is always simple, and, and I've come to that understanding. Um, and that's how I, I, I try to figure things out now. I keep things simple. Um, the book you uh, referenced a while back called The End of All Evil by Jeremy Locke. Yes. The book's about as simple as it gets. And you can't get it at Amazon. You can't buy it there. I find that very interesting. It's the only book I've ever tried to get at Amazon and couldn't find on Amazon. Well, I'll tell you what, Chris. Chris, I'll I'll tell you what. Listen, what I'll do is 
and I, I usually don't do this on the show, but I'll make an exception in this case because I think this book is so critical, okay? I do have a PDF electronic copy of the book, okay? I'll post that on the site, and if the author has a problem with that, he can email me and I'll take it down from my site. But I'll, being that you mentioned that this week and how many concepts connected with the, the topics of the show for this week and in past weeks that book deals with, I'll post the, uh, an electronic copy that people can read on their computer or on their you know, uh, mobile device like a, an iPad or a, a Kindle, or they could print. So I'll post that on the site uh, for this podcast. It'll be podcast number 28, and I'll put that in as a related document. But uh, continue what you were going to say about the book, but you can look for that on my site. I, I, think, I think for people to understand, I think, I think most of your audience hopefully understands or is starting to understand the way you find the truth is you keep it simple. They, they want to make it confusing and, and going, getting you going down these dead ends. Yes. Just keep it simple. I basically boiled down the rest of my life to this. I'm going to do the right thing for the right reason. That's simple, and that's how, that, that's how I'm going to live the rest of my life. And right. that's how I see it. It, 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 it. There's no need to make it all complicated and go searching for you know, secret societies and all that stuff because the, secret, the real secret that I've found that over the last year and a half is that there's real power in believing. So what we give our energy to, we give life to, in a sense. So it's very important that we be careful as to what we part, partake in. Like you say, you know, going to church. My, my mom goes to church religiously all the time. And I asked her about a month ago, I said, you know, the Catholic Church is sitting on the sideline while all this immorality takes place. And the reason right. you get if you ask the priest is, well, we'll lose our 501c tax exemption, tax status, and we'll have to pay taxes. I said to my mom, I said, look, you know, and this is a woman who's gone to church for, for as long as I've been alive. I said to her, well, is that what Jesus would say? Would Jesus say to whoever, Pontius Pilate, whoever it was, well, we, we're going we're gonna to do it your way because we don't want to lose our tax status. And right at that moment, it's crystal clear that it's all fraud, and yet my mom doesn't really recognize that. I think she comes to that, you know, the, um, the, the, the thinking, well, little old me, there's nothing I can do for about it. Well, we have to stop that because if a whole bunch of us, you know, make the decision to st- make a stand, we'll change the world. But if, if none of us do, we're, we're going to do exactly what happened to Germany. We're, we're going to sit there and watch the atrocities happen. And, you know, once one atrocity happens, it makes the next one more likely because, you know, one coward begets another coward. Before you know it, 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 humanity is suffering on an unbelievable scale. Understanding the difference between right and wrong and then living that way. It is about understanding the difference between right and wrong, what we have the moral right to do, what we do not have the moral right to do under natural law, and then living in harmony with those principles. And that is what the book, The End of All Evil, discusses in a very simple way, in a way that puts it in a way that most people can understand from the perspective of very simple language. That's what struck me as so valuable about that book and why I quoted it on the air and why I think so many people would benefit from reading that book. Now that being said, I have attempted to lend that book to some family members and friends and you'd just be surprised. The people are so scatterbrained and their, their attention span is so destroyed anymore 
that people literally can't sit down and read a 90-page book. 90 pages of large type. People have a hard time sitting down even for a few hours quieting their minds and taking in a little bit of information. You could read a 90-page book and print it in fairly large type in a few hours, even if you're a slow reader. I'm not the world's fastest reader. Again, I've said that before on the show. I'm a voracious reader, but I'm not nearly as fast of a reader as I would like to be. I have to power through books and use will to get through them. You know? I retain what I read, but I don't read very quickly. I'd like to improve that. But even for a slow reader, you could read a 90-page book in a few hours. Caller from Southwest Ohio, you are on. What on earth is happening? Uh, As we move... Caller, are you there? forward in this consciousness hello caller from southwest ohio having some problems are you there okay looks like our connection to talk show is still out so it doesn't look like we're going to be able to get any more callers i apologize for the continued technical difficulties i've had some problems over the last couple of weeks um, with talk shoe, but uh, oh well. Moving forward, going back to taxation, people want to make claims that because we live in a society. Okay, because we live in a technological world, because we live amongst millions of people, that it would somehow become justified for a group of people to say, we have the right morally to forcibly, forcibly take that which we deem necessary to provide certain services and certain amount of equity to the masses of people. And what I would say, how I would answer that is, one... Being born into a certain geographical region, you can believe this all you want, but again, it will never make it true, did not, did not grant to any one in existence the moral right to rule over me. It did not say 
I am your subject. It did not give them the right to make me subject to them. No one, simply because a government is in existence, is subject to that government. This is what a government wants people to believe. They want you to believe that you are under their jurisdiction. And what that basically means, however it may word it, is that you are bound to their laws. Even though if you're born into one geographic region, there are certain laws, and if you're born into another geographic region, there are completely different laws. Imagine that. One place certain things are acceptable and deemed morally okay to do, and in another place, if you did those same things, you might be jailed or even killed. Jurisdiction comes from Latin. The first part of it comes from the word jus, J-U-S, it means law or justice. Jus, juris. The second part comes from dicteo dictare, which means to speak. Jurisdiction, to speak the law, the voice of the law, the word of the law, of man's law. Individuals think that beings born into certain geographic regions become subjected to the laws laid down by the dominator men of that region. And therefore, they're bound to obey laws that say, you have to pay this tax, this tax, this tax, this tax, you need to pay this amount of what you make. And if there are people who believe that if you don't do that, your freedom may be taken away from you, or worse, that you may be physically harmed. Imagine that. People go to work every day, put on a uniform, a costume, and actually enforce this nonsense just because someone else told them it was okay to do. And they do it because they don't know the difference between right or wrong as an adult. And you know what? That's one of the most sad things. It's one of the saddest things that you could possibly know consciously is that there are adult beings walking around that are completely unraised. And this is what I was going to get into a little bit and went off track. When I was in the religious ridiculousness that went on at the funerals that I attended, there was this notion brought up of resurrection. And to my amazement, the, the utterly ridiculous things that they are talking about regarding resurrection, how they have people fooled and hoodwinked about what resurrection is, almost made me sick.
because they're taking a core component of the mystery traditions, of the truth of the world, of the truth of what resurrection really is, and then they're twisting it into a story of astrotheology about the sun rising to redeem the world each day. It's about the sun coming up over the horizon, resurrecting from his dark place, you know, at night, beneath the horizon, the Horus zone, the zone of the sun, Falcon Horus, and then rising up above to redeem the world, to bring it new life. We'll get into all of that when we talk about astrotheology. Astro-mythology. That's all it is. What they've convinced people in this particular religion, and of course I'm referring to Christianity, is that resurrection takes place in an afterlife. That you die from this physical world and go into another world where then you are resurrected to eternal life. And they actually have people believing this sewage. And what it does psychologically is it gets people to be completely inactive. It gets them to ignore the evil of this world. It gets them to say, I'm not worried about what happens here because when I'm dead, I'm going to be resurrected and then I'm going to live eternally in a wonderful, happy heaven with God. Well, let me tell you something, folks. The early Christian church pulled out everything in the original writings of the Bible about reincarnation. And in the official canon that was scripted and approved by Constantine during the Council of Nicaea in the 4th century A.D., they removed all references to reincarnation. And in doing so, they got people, they got most people to believe that life is about one and out. That you're, it's one and done. That you have one life, you live it, and then based on what you do here, you either go to heaven or hell. And then if you're relatively good and you didn't harm people, etc., etc., you go to this place called heaven in which you receive the gift of eternal life. I know this is jumping into religion a little bit, which we're going to talk about in a, a few weeks. But I want to just bring up this point about resurrection. And, of course, this is connected deeply to Freemasonry. It's connected deeply to Rosicrucianism. It's connected deeply to the mystery traditions of Egypt. Resurrection isn't something that happens in an afterlife, folks. You can believe that all you want. But that's not where resurrection happens. Resurrection happens in this life. Resurrection happens in this life. Or it doesn't happen. And the people who think that they're going someplace and that they're going to be in this paradise after one lifetime or something of that nature, whatever the ridiculous nonsense they're teaching people in this Babylonian-inspired Trinity religion. 
Nimrod, Samiramis, Tammuz, Osiris, Isis, Horus, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Brahma, Shiva, Shakti. Doesn't make a difference what the names are, it's all the same. It's all astrotheology. They want people to believe that essentially what you do here doesn't bear so much upon the consequences of what truly happens to you. Because they want you to believe that it's essentially weighing whether you lived a somewhat decent life and you're going to go to heaven or whether you were a bad person and you're going to go to hell. But what's left out of the equation is the conception that perhaps you're going to come back here. Reincarnation. That's taken off the books in this religion. And it's done for a reason. It's done to make people look to an afterlife that's eternal rather than to look and truly weigh their actions in this life, whether they were truly moral, whether they were truly responsible, whether they truly raised themselves to adulthood and to enlightenment. See, that's ultimately what they're trying to do in people's minds, to get them to think that it's one life and out. Because if people knew that until they really did something to change this horrid reality that they live in, that they feel so powerless to change, that's another thing that I heard endlessly throughout this last week. What can you do? Woe is us. We're so powerless. We can't change anything. How horrible. Just like, yeah, the Nazis couldn't refuse what they were doing. We can't refuse what we're doing. Our soldiers and police can't refuse their orders. Because they're just programmed machine robots, right? Well, they may act like it, but that's not truly what they are. I gotta go along because my superiors told me so. Powerless. The feeling of powerlessness. This was reiterated over and over and over and over. Of course, cancer was the culprit. And I heard nothing you could do about it. No cure for it. Spouting this ignorance. And these are people who never even heard the name Royal Raymond Rife. And, you know... It's almost pointless to even try to tell them because, I mean, they'll try to tell you that you don't know what you're talking about. Cancer cured a hundred years ago. We would know about that if, it, if that were true. Oh, would you? And yet not one of them heard the name Royal Rife. And I wonder how many people even listening tonight have. Well, look them up.
Royal Raymond Rife. And then tell me about why we're putting people through the barbarity of chemotherapy today. Because it's a big industry. That's why. And people don't want to believe people are that evil. But they are. No, we would know about it. Yeah, just like you know about taxation being morally right. You'd know all about it. It's honestly dealing with children. I, quite honestly, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. I want to tag out from this garbage. I wonder how many people feel the same way. And if TalkShoe hadn't screwed up again, uh, maybe I'd be able to take some calls on that. Taking reincarnation out of the doctrines of the church lets people not think. They don't have to deal with the thought, maybe I'm not going anywhere when I die. See, because this is much closer to the truth, folks. I'll let you in on a little piece of deep mystical awareness. You know who is much, much closer to the truth? Somebody named Jim Morrison when he said, no one here gets out alive. Most people aren't going anywhere when they die because they didn't get the lesson that this reality had to teach them. And they're going to be back again and again and again and again and again and again and again until their ego is finally smashed to little bits and they acknowledge right from wrong that they acknowledge there is such a thing they acknowledge natural law they acknowledge their part in either keeping natural law or shredding it to bits attempting to shredding it to bits I should say because you're always bound by it at all times and places and you're not getting out of this prison until you understand how to live in harmony with it. The end I mean you could take the show take that sentence shut it off and that's all you really need to understand. And this is what I would I would estimate in all honesty I'll try to throw a number out there just just for giggles. I think less than 1,000 people on the surface of the earth really understand natural law. Really understand the difference between right or wrong. Really are enlightened and really are living those principles. I would say less than 1,000 people on the entire earth out of 7 billion. That's the number where, that's where I think it's at. Now maybe I'm way pessimistic, but 
If I had to give a number, that's where I think we're at. Because, I mean, you know, in a room of hundreds of people, I see people that have zero understanding. And again, I've talked about this before. I, I have a concept that I, I call this negative knowledge. Not only are people are unaware of anything that contains any amount of wisdom, not only are they completely unaware of even one concept regarding the true nature of what's taking place in the world and the true nature of the self, they have completely accepted completely erroneous beliefs surrounding these notions. Therefore, to get back to knowing nothing, they would have to do work. To get back just to the point where, okay, I've let go of all the things that I completely believe that are completely bogus ideologies, and now I know nothing would be a lifetime of work for them. Negative knowledge. That's how sad... This is what... This is what the dominator occultists of this world have accomplished. And I, ha I have to marvel at it. I tell people all the time, the only thing I could do practically is shake these people's hand and say, well done. What a phenomenal job. I mean, I, it's unbelievable to me. It's almost inconceivable. That I, I, I literally want to stand back and, and marvel at it and say, absolutely phenomenal job. I mean, that's, that's seemingly where we're at. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. To go back to taxation for a little bit, if you want to really get a good idea of how this works in natural law and laugh a little bit in doing so, perhaps, and, you know, still learn something. I would highly suggest checking out some of the works of one of the uh, speakers, the upcoming speakers of the Free Your Mind conference, Mr. Larkin Rose. I would particularly suggest that people go up to YouTube or Google video and type Larkin Rose's name in. It's L-A-R-K-E-N, Larkin, L-A-R-K-E-N, Rose, R-O-S-E. Because I believe that this is one of the people that truly does get it to a very deep level. And that is a, a, a big rarity. Particularly watch Larkin's video called, I'm Allowed to Rob You. I'm Allowed to Rob You. And I think that will go a long way toward helping people to understand in very simple terms what taxation really is at a fundamental core level of, of right and wrong. What it means at a core level regarding morality. Because in this video he describes how people magically gave themselves the right to confiscate what other people have. And they call it taxation. But in essence, it is nothing but theft. It's robbery at the threat of violence. And how people actually believe this and get mad when you say that's what it is. 
because they believe that you're born under jurisdiction. That someone else can claim you're their subject. And can force you through violence to behave in the ways that they want you to behave even though you may not be harming anyone else. Imagine. I'm allowed to take violent action against you even though you've committed no harm to another living being. Because the state told me I'm allowed to. Robot, zombie, unthinking, Nazi, thug, scum actually believe this crap. They actually believe this. This is their religion. Because they've been brainwashed to such an extent. And it isn't even just that. They want to act like that, folks. Let, let's, let's call it what it really is. These thugs want to act like that. That's why the Nazis did what they did. That's why the, the Gestapo did this. That's why the Stasi did this. That's why the secret police of Russia and, and every other regime, you know, that's why the communists in China, you know, of today, of this thug country, talk about Nazis. the regime of North Korea of today, and every other, you know, the Roman legions of the ancient past. The priest class of dark occult orders. Doesn't make a difference who we're talking about. People who follow hierarchy. They want to act like a psychopath. They want to be, they are psychopathic to a certain extent. And they are just following their true, often genetic, psychopathic overlords. Just following their orders like good little dogs follow orders. And that's all they are. They're pets. You want to know what people who follow orders are? They're called pets. Trained to follow orders. That's what you are. A pet. I mean, imagine, that's not even a man. That's not a man. That's not a woman. I mean, imagine this. I mean, you even need to be told. I mean, you don't even know what self-respect is. You follow orders that other people give to you and you don't even question whether they're right or wrong? And you don't think you're a pet? That you're not a kept animal? There's no self-respect. And you actually think you're some kind of a man? It's not what a man is. That's what an animal is. That's how animals behave. Kept animals, not even wild animals. Wild animals, you try to give them an order, they're going to eat you. It's not even a wild animal. That's a domesticated animal. Imagine that this is what these people actually, and that's what it ultimately comes down to. Their level of self-respect is so low, is so denigrated, that they actually look at themselves as kept animals and are okay with that. They're okay with that. Could you imagine being okay with being a kept animal? It's unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable.
But that is what the dominators, or the so-called dominators, the people who are really just taking the orders of the priest class of the dominators, the sorcerers of the world, if you will, and are, who are totally under their mind control and control of their symbols. That's what they are. Domesticated animals. Well, just so it's stated on the record, I'm not a domesticated animal. I'm not a wild animal. I'm a human being. A being. A sovereign being. Undergoing the experience of being human. But being is my pure state. And no one, no one is ever going to tell me that I owe them tribute. And that I will be punished if I don't pay them tribute. So, hey, owners of the Fed, hear what I'm saying. You don't own me. You can think you do all you want. You don't own me. People who think that you're going to be justified in coming and trying to take my freedom because I won't pay a tribute to somebody who's some psychopath who thinks he's God? You don't own me. And this is the kind of courage that it's going to take. For people to stand up and say, no, I will not act as a slave. You do not own me. You will not take what I earn. I will do what I want with what I earn. Voluntarily. And I'll be my brother's keeper with it voluntarily if I so choose. And if I don't choose, then I won't do that. And we'll all suffer the consequences as a result. But to tell someone they're going to do, they're, you're going to make them do something that they don't voluntarily want to be able to do, that they don't voluntarily want to do under their own accord, when they still have actually not physically harmed someone else, you don't have the natural law right to do that. You can think you do all you want. You could scribble down whatever damn law you want, giving yourself the right to do that. It'll never let you have that right in nature. So check out the works of Larkin Rose. He will be speaking at the Free Your Mind conference. I believe his website is larkinrose.com. His videos are up there. You can see them on YouTube or Google video as well. And I think Larkin is enlightened. I think he gets what natural law is. He understands the difference between the so-called law of man and what morality is, which is true natural law. And sadly, so few people in the world do understand that distinction. And that's why hundreds of thousands of people put on a uniform every day and go do the bidding of the dominators of the world as their little pets. They're little lapdog pets. 
And I'll say to them, you have no self-respect. You don't know what the self is at all. Not even a little bit. You're operating on pure left brain machine-like consciousness that is completely divorced from truth. And you don't know what right or wrong is. Because if you did, you would take that uniform off and refuse to do that job because you would understand you could never force compliance with natural law. You can only educate people about it. And you're not doing that work. You're choosing to act in fear and then try to control people through physical violence. And you'll never change anything like that except for the worse. So all cops that think, oh, it's just some cops, it's just bad egg, it's a bad apple here and there, and it, it, it's just a matter of honoring my oath, honoring your oath to act as a physical violent dominator because you think that's going to make the world better. You, know, you understand nothing, little boy. Zero is what you understand. Zero. Because you don't understand natural law. You don't really know the difference between right or wrong. And you think you're going to put a fire out by pouring gasoline on it. You think you're going to add the same polarity to a certain dynamic and you're going to get the opposite polarity. You're going to add control to something which is based in fear. And you're going to get freedom. Sure you are. Good luck with that. When you're done running around in that maze in that little hamster wheel like the pet that you are, let me know. Next week we'll talk about how the mass media is controlled and how if you listen to that swill, you're never going to get any truth about what's really happening in this world. We'll look at how the media is bought and paid for. Wholly owned little lapdogs just like the other aspects of the dominator freak control system and in all honesty they're some of the worst and lowest forms of life because they're the ones who are lying to you for a paycheck you know in, in, in many ways yeah it's bad that these roided up eight inch thick eyebrow ridge no neck control freaks think that they own other people when they haven't ever read a book and don't know the first thing about self, but th that they want to think that they're going to control somebody. You know, it's in a lot of ways, it's even worse when the little petty pseudo intellectual puts on a suit and tie and stands there like the talking head and is going to lie for a nice little paycheck. I'll tell people whatever swill my owners want them to hear. I don't know what form of life is worse. I'm out of here for this week's week, folks. Sorry if it was a little bit depressing and on edge. But uh, like I said, the gloves are off. I'm Mark Passio, and this is What on Earth is Happening. My website's whatonearthishappening.com. I'll see you here next week. Good night.